Spoken Podcast, where we share the stories that have been spoken of his life, our lives, and the lives of others, so that the world may continue to speak of his name and his fame. Let it be spoken. Episode number five. Wow, guys, I'm so excited for today. We got a special guest, one of my best friends from Colorado from way back in the day. And he's a guy I've been praying for for a long, long time. And I get to have the opportunity to sit in front of him and do an interview of how the Lord has changed his life. But first, a recap of last episode. In episode four, we talked about the big if and how God's if is very instructive, but Satan's if is destructive and man's if is excused while God's if allows you to be used. We were reminded that we should choose our ifs carefully because the ifs that we choose can either lead us to life or lead us to death. And so we're about to jump into our first ever interview on the Spoken Podcast. I hope that you're deeply encouraged by the life change that happened in Cameron's life. All right, everyone. I'm super excited to be doing this podcast today. I have a special guest. Cameron Welsh, one of my best friends that I've known for a long time, ever since I lived here in Colorado about eight years ago. And this is the first time being able to do a podcast with having another voice tune in with us. And so I'm really excited to be able to have this opportunity to do this interview, uh, talking with him, talking about his story, and talking about even our friendship. Before a time, we both uh, really knew the Lord personally way back in the day. And so we're just going to kick off uh, right now. And so, Cameron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, grown up in Colorado for the better better half of my life. Been here for about 12 years. Known Ethan for, honestly, most of those years. Um, I've just graduated from CU Boulder, and I'm currently an Army officer. And you know, for the sake of this podcast and what we're talking about today, um, I've known the Lord for just about a year and a half now. So Awesome, awesome. So yeah, I've known Cameron for quite a while. Um, definitely, we were not following the Lord by the time we were. We were always hanging out in our basement, you know, playing video games and you know, always playing sports. And actually, you know, my friend group and he's part of the friend group where I end up started to play uh, sports and get interested in that. And so uh, here we are, years and years later, and we're just talking about uh, the glories of what God has done in our lives. And so, Cameron, can you share a little bit about? Just your testimony of what your life was before Christ, how you met Christ, and your life after Christ. Yeah, so, you know, real quick, growing up, I never really, um, really understood the gospel. I went to church, you know, with my family and whatever, but I never really understood it or cared for it. Um, And then church kind of dropped off as a teenager, so I just stopped caring about it at all. Um, You know, just want to live my life didn't think about God or anything like that. Um, You know, going into high school um, was my first kind of experience with God because my buddy Ethan here um, moved away, moved to Arkansas, and um, came back to visit us. And, you know, he started to, you know, try and share us the gospel, you know, saying these like, 
you know, asking us these questions, like, if you were to die today, how certain you go to hell? And we were just like, what is this dude talking about? Like, no one, like, I don't, we don't care about this, you know. We, we kind of shut him down hard, you know, we're pretty cruel, laughed at him, stuff like that. Um, and, and then from there, um, you know, just kept living my life in high school. Um, and then got to college, was super excited about going to college, you know, for the fraternity lifestyle. I joined a fraternity shortly after getting in college. Um, and I was just, you know, super excited. You know, my GPA was up, my my party lifestyle was going great, you know, going to parties on the weekend. Um, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time and that was going well. So, um, but then also, you know, another, another just instance of, you know, the Lord calling me freshman year, got in my fraternity, like as soon as I joined, tried to share the gospel with me, um, shared Romans six twenty three with me. And uh, I would just, you know, I told him, I was like, look, you know, I, I kind of get it. I get the need for it, but I'm, I'm a freshman in college, man. I don't want to even worry about any of that right now. I'm just going to keep partying, keep, you know, <laughs> drinking, keep hooking up with my girlfriend, you know, all these things. I don't need to worry about this stuff. Um, so then, yeah, I just continue to live live my college lifestyle, um, really wore me down. And then, you know, hitting junior year, I started to, started to, um, really dive into that lifestyle, um, broke up with my girlfriend and then, you know, that was just a mess. So started to up the, up the drinking, up the partying, um, up the, you know, hooking up with girls, you know, and that's what I found my worth in was, you know, how much of a partier, how much could I do that kind of stuff. And, really wore me down to the point where, you know, I was just did not like who I was. I was angry and bitter. I was losing friends. I was in a rough spot with my family. Um, I was a compulsive liar and a manipulator. Um, you know, I hurt a lot of people during that time and it, it just wore me down to the point where, you know, I didn't know what to do anymore. I felt like an idiot. I had a lot of guilt and shame and, um, you know, remembering these times where, you know, Ethan and my other friend shared the gospel with me and, I, I had a, a few a few interactions with like a student ministry at, at school um, just to keep up the Christian persona quote unquote that I thought I had and then so I you know hit up a guy in my fraternity who was a man of faith um, he walked through the gospel with me um, and that was really just the first time I understood what the gospel was and that it wasn't just rules it was using a relationship with the Lord and um, I could be forgiven for everything and start on a new path, which I so desperately needed. Um, so I didn't know it was really, I didn't know what was going on. But when my friend asked me if I wanted to give my life to the Lord, I just, I knew I couldn't keep going down the path I was going on and I wanted to start a new path. So, you know, I accepted Christ in my life. And, you know, ever since then, you know, right then, right then in that moment, I felt like just this peace, like I was forgiven and um, I could walk in, I could walk in a new light as a changed person. And, um, ever since that, man, like I've just been, um, you know, it's really hard to describe, but just living in a peace and joy and a consistency that I found in Christ, uh, not chasing after temporary things anymore. Um, you know, temporary pleasures of, you know, quickly that quickly fade and that, you know, really only hurt you and yourself or you and other people as well. Um, and since then, you know, I've just been really getting to know, who the Lord is, getting in the Word every day. Um, the Lord's really brought me, you know, a purpose in life, uh, a, um, you know, honestly, just a really good, meaningful, deep group of friends as well. You know, people who actually care about you and want to see you grow. Um, and it's just been, you know, to see what the Lord has 
promise for me in the future and everything like that. Um, man, I wouldn't trade it past 20, 21 years of my life before I knew the Lord in a heartbeat if I could do it all over again. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, even hearing that story, it just fires me up because like he said, uh, for years, every time, like after I moved to Arkansas, that's when I gave my life to the Lord. And I remember just you know being a new Christian, I was on fire. I'm like, I gotta share with all my close friends. I mean, of course, they're my close friends. They're gonna listen to me. They're gonna be there to hear what I have to say. And every time I would come visit them, once a year um, in Breckenridge, uh, we would sit, we would stay up so late at night and, and we're just having a good time. And as we're, you know, that, that time where we're going to sleep, you know, just the conversation flows super well. And so every time I would just lead to a spiritual and a gospel conversation uh, with my close friends. And every time they would make fun of me and, you know, they would laugh and kind of rebuke me with what I was saying and, and challenging me. And, and I, I told them, like, it's, it's real. Uh, my life has been changed. It's been radically changed. And so this was the persistency every single time I would come and visit them. And uh, there was no fruit. There was no response. And it, at the same time, it made me think every time I would go back home and I would reflect on what the scripture says, that you know Jesus was rebuked by his own people. He came with a message, the, the gospel of repentance, and to come and the call to believe in him. And even his own people turned, turned him away. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They rebuked him. And it's so much so that Jesus was sentenced to die on the cross uh, for our sins and their sins and the world's sins. And it made me think of like, you know, when the Bible says we need to seek to be more like Christ, uh, in that moment when my friends, my closest friends, were doing that to me, it made me think, man, this is exactly what Jesus went through uh, for me and for my friends and for every single person. And so you see the key was persistency in prayer and in faithfulness to share the gospel. And I mean, you hear in my friends, like I'm sitting across from them right now, that persistency pays off. That we're, our job is to be faithful to cast the seeds. And, you know, and then there's other people who are the laborers. They do the hard work. They share the gospel continually. They share the wonders of scripture for them to see the truth of who Christ is. And so we all play a part in that to where the end is that that person comes to know the Lord and their end is their relationship with Jesus. Um, another cool thing about Cameron's story is I happened to be visiting uh, Colorado this week after I had uh, gotten better from Corona. I've had the opportunity to come and vacation here. And I remember getting here on Monday and at the end of the day, he texted me. He's like, hey, are you gonna be in town? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll actually be heading to Breckenridge. So yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll kind of be in town. And then he texted me right after that and he said, uh, well, I'm going to be baptized on Wednesday. And I remember him texting me that. I'm like, bro, I don't care. I'm not going to drive to Breckenridge. I'm going to stay in Boulder. I'm going to just have fun vacation here. And just the Lord's timing with all that. And so I also wanted to give Cameron an opportunity uh, to share like his experience, what led him to take that next step of obedience and following in baptism. Yeah, so I actually decided... Um, you know, I gave my life to the Lord a year and a half ago, and I actually decided about a year ago last summer that I wanted to get baptized. Um, you know, I just, I told my friend that I wanted to get baptized, um, and he was like, dude, yes, it's, it's great. Um, you know, when do you want to do it and all these things? And I was just like, you know, I have no idea. I 
you know, I want it to be impactful. I want it to, you know, make a statement in a way. Um, like I wanted my family to be there. Um, my family doesn't really know the Lord um, that well. And I wanted my family to be there. I wanted, you know, friends to be there if possible. So I actually put a lot of weight on it. I was like, the timing has to be perfect. You know, everyone's got to be there. When can everyone be there? Um, and then so school kind of hit. And then, um, you know, everyone in my family was doing their separate thing. So it kind of fell to the wayside a little bit. Um, but, you know, still growing in my relationship with the Lord and whatnot. Um, and I just, over time, I just kind of felt like, you know, I shouldn't rush it. I shouldn't, you know, make a, like a huge deal out of it in this way. Like I shouldn't plan it perfectly. And looking back on it, you know, it was really, it was really, I was waiting in a way for, for the Lord's timing. And, um, it kind of came up perfectly over the last couple weeks. So I was just, you know, golfing with, with my buddy and we were catching up talking, um, and, you know, just talking about future plans and everything. He was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm baptizing, uh, Pete, Pete's one of our friends anyways. Uh, he's like, I'm baptizing Pete next Wednesday. And I was just like a light bulb went off and I was just like, I was just like, you know, I've, I've been talking to my friend about getting baptized for a while. And he was like, Oh dude, we would love for you to join. Um, it'd be great. And, um, I was like, awesome, sweet. And then, you know, when I got home that night, it clicked for me that, you know, Ethan was going to be in town that week as well. And, you know, to have someone there, it was like first person to ever share the gospel with me. Um, someone who's, you know, really been knowledgeable, you know, talked to me for hours on FaceTime. Um, for him to be there was absolutely awesome as well. And I was just like, oh man, this timing could be, couldn't be more perfect. And then, you know, I texted my parents and I was like, I'm getting baptized on Wednesday. Can you guys come? And they, you know, they were available and actually with the, you know, the coronavirus, their schedules have slowed down a lot. So, you know, they were able to be there as well, which wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened if the timing wasn't right. And so I think it's just a really cool testament to, um, you know, trusting in the Lord and his timing, um, and not trying to, you know, take a handle of things yourself because, you know, everyone that, that I really wanted to be there was there and, you know, there was really no effort for me putting put in it at all. You know, it was all God's timing, so it was cool. <laughs> wow, I love that. Uh, it's funny, what he told me before is he kind of made excuses throughout, I mean, the year and a half of like, oh, I'll get baptized another time when the Lord calls me and is just ready, my heart's ready for that. And I mean, like, like he said, the timing couldn't have been any better. And you know, that just reminds me that like, God's timing is always the best timing, no matter how long it takes. I mean, when I even think of the story of just sharing the gospel with him, you know, it could, God could change a person's heart in seven days or in seven years. Either way, you know, God's timing is perfect in all that. I mean, I also think I could have came down any other week. You know, I could have had the coronavirus. I could have not had been able to come on this vacation. I would have missed, you know, my one of my best friend's baptisms who mm -hmm. came to know the Lord. And so God's timing is always the best timing. I mean, I also think with my own story of when the Lord called me to get baptized. Uh, I knew the Lord for about the same time, a year and a half, and uh, I was still growing in my faith. I didn't quite have a quiet time yet, uh, but then like over time, uh, I began to realize like that was my next step, uh, to outwardly express the inward change in my life. And I chose to get baptized right before uh, I started going to a private Christian school 
where from there on, uh, the, I would begin to be built up and be discipled and really understand uh, God's word and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so like that was my preparation, just how Jesus was baptized in uh, the preparation for his future ministry for the next three years. Um, God's timing for us to take that, to make that decision is, is different for each person. You know, some people are called to immediately get baptized and other people, you know, it takes a while. Um, but either way, in the end, we should be obedient. That's all that matters um, because it's a testimony uh, to the world that is lost that they see that and they're like, why, why is that person getting baptized? Uh, it leads to those gospel conversations immediately and it gives that opportunity. It, it invites people to that invitation to uh, understand that the same way in which Cameron's life was changed and the same way in which my life was changed, uh, your life can be changed because that's what Jesus does. He's in the business of changing people's lives because he is the savior. So this has been really cool, uh, a really cool experience uh, and getting to just share our stories a little bit uh, to talk about you know persistency, persistency in prayer and not giving up on the one because that's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't give up on anyone. Uh, he went after every single one by sending his one son uh, to die for all of us. With all that said, we're going to transition into a final word. So Cameron, do you have a final word for us in conclusion of just this whole uh, first ever podcast interview uh, talking about just our, our testimonies, our, our stories. And, and even with this podcast, that is the vision, uh, speaking what has already been spoken. Cameron has been able to share his testimony. It's been spoken already. And so in the future, um, getting to do these testimonies um, are impactful. You know, each of us has a story and it's unique. And so uh, Cameron, do you have anything important that you want to share with our listeners for those who are listening? Yeah, so I think um, just sharing my testimony and us going back and forth really kind of focuses, it's been really focusing on this topic of, you know, persistence. And I would say uh, persistence in obedience to Christ and to God's plan. I think, I think about the lessons I've learned looking back on it. You know, Ethan was even in with adversity and just getting nothing but backlash he was persistent in prayer persistent in sharing the gospel then my friend who first shared the gospel with me in my fraternity he was persistent he never gave up on me he was always asking me if he wanted to hang if i wanted to hang out he was always inviting me to the the student ministry he was you know a part of and even though i rejected him he was persistent he showed he showed christ's love flowing through him and he never gave up and you know, if if Ethan ever gave up, if my friend ever gave up, then I wouldn't be here right now, you know, talking to you as a as a follower of the Lord. And um, I think it's just a good reminder of, of persistence and to staying obedient to to God's calling and what he has us wants us to do in um, in his word. And I reminded me of um, Acts twenty twenty four. Um, where Paul says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, whatever that race is that that God has called us to, may we may we continue to run it um, and may we continue to persist and share the gospel and live out his calling. And so I think that's I think that's what I've gotten most out of this. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, fire me up, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, I just I just hear that when 
Paul says, run the race. It's not like he's running the race for anything of this world. He's running the race ultimately for uh, the people around him, the relationships around him, laying his life down so that they could see that Christ is the one who laid his life down. And, you know, that, that's that's the big message that our what this podcast is talking about is persistency. And, you know, I think about the biggest thing that I've learned throughout all of these years, every single year, is that persistency and consistency, it bears forth your sufficiency upon the Lord. And what I mean by that is being persistent and consistent, it, you're relying more heavily on the Lord. I mean, I'm miles apart from Cameron, and I'm like, all right, I have to entrust the Lord. Uh, the only thing I could do is just pray him up, pray my best friends up, pray the people around me. We all have spheres of influence uh, around us, and we're not around all those people all the time, but one thing where we can be present in their life is to pray for them and to pray for their, their salvation, to pray for um, overcoming of sin and for there to be conviction of sin, for there to be life change in their life. And so I, I just think with this whole uh, testimony of my friend Cameron and the influence uh, he gets to have now, it, it's, it's funny because now he's the one running the race. He's, after, he's going after his best friends who are lost, who need to seek the Lord. And he's now the one being persistent and consistent. And in that, he's finding his sufficiency upon the Lord. He's growing with his relationship with Jesus. And so my final takeaway, and for you guys to take away, whether you guys have best friends or lost friends, never give up on the one because God went after the one, everyone, through the laying down of his one son upon the cross. We must all chase after everyone because that's exactly what God did. And so I'm just deeply encouraged by this story. Um, I mean, this story is possible for our best friends in our lives, for even lost friends in our lives. You know, we should constantly be speaking uh, so that it can be spoken uh, of in each of our lives, that people are speaking about their testimonies. They're speaking about how Jesus has changed their life and, you know, I'm just so thankful for you know my, my buddy Cameron, my, my best friend Cameron, and how the Lord has just changed his heart in a heartbeat, and that God has that power to do that. And so we must continue to seek after that and to strive after that. And so thank you guys uh, for listening. Thank you, Cameron, for being here uh, in Breckenridge, Colorado. I was, I was about to say Arkansas, but we're in Colorado in the mountains. <laughs> The altitude's getting to me, but you know, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoyed and that you were deeply encouraged by my friend Cameron. Until next time, guys, remember, let it be spoken.